0: Out there, how's it going? You're listening to Cathode Ray Mission. I am Randy Heyer coming to you live from OKC, and always, as always, joining me live via satellite, Will Scoville in Berkeley, California. Hey, Randy, how's it going? I'm doing well. I'm thinking I'm getting a little bit better at these intros. You know, yeah, we landed the plane, (laughs) that was a commercial job right there. All right, we got a Go guest ahead. this week. Will, I'm gonna kick it to you, since your uh, he's your buddy.
1: Uh, joining, I I buddy? <laughs> uh, joining us again this uh, week, joining us again. You heard him on the uh, Lost World, the Jurassic Park Two uh, episode that we did. Uh, he is back. He is Jacob Rubin. Hi, uh, Jacob Rubin, host of Boo, co-host of Boo to a Goose, the podcast about British idioms. Yes. Um, well, you can find on the Comedio Network, along with uh, our show, Catherwood Great Mission. Hmm. Welcome back, uh, Jacob.
2: It's good to be back. Longtime listeners, longtime followers of Will Scoville's various projects might also remember me from Shut the Door, Have a Seat, a Mad Men podcast, and Roof Pizza Chronicles, a Breaking Bad podcast.
1: Yes, that's the, the two podcasts that got me into podcasting on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, and then we worked on several other projects together, including a long-running Can't sketch be. show.
2: Yeah, the worst. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, that was fun. We'll talk about that later. The biggest uh, Go
2: fans know. They know me.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, so the movie this week uh, is one that I picked and one that I really uh, love a whole lot. Um, but I know it's not for everyone. It is the 1979 Disney sci-fi picture, The Black Hole. Mm. Uh 1979, again, Walt Disney, post-Star Wars sci-fi, uh, a bit of a darker term for uh, for Disney here. Uh, it's got people in it that you may or may not have heard of at the time, uh, Maximilian Schell, Robert Forrester, R.I.P., uh, Joseph Bottoms, brother of Timothy Bottoms. I wondered. Uh, and Anthony Perkins. Yes. Yeah.
0: Oh I think but, there the three uh, bottoms
1: brothers who were who are the voices
0: of the robots time. are notable too.
1: Say that one more time, right? Sorry, uh, the,
0: the voices of the robots are notable too. You got Roddy McDowell and Slim Pickens.
1: Slim Pickens, yeah. And
2: uh, You didn't even mention Ernest Borgnine. Say that one more time. You didn't even mention Ernest Borgnine.
0: Ernest, Ernest Borgnine, Borgnine. Yeah. Right? yeah. Ernest yeah. Borgnine, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so this, this was a bit of a darker, uh, turn, uh, turn for Disney. It was the first movie that they put out, a live action movie that had a PG rating. (laughs) Um, and this, you know, this is a movie that was out and not really talked about a whole lot when I was a kid, but there were references to it that I would see around. And I ended up seeing it. They played it on a Disney channel free preview weekend at like 12 o'clock one, you know, one night. Um, so I stayed up and watched it and was really happy that I did because it's got some really crazy shit. It's almost like one of those movies where it's like, oh, we've been traveling so for such a long time. Hey, there's a dark, spooky castle up there. Maybe we should spend the night. Uh, but it's in space and it's an old spaceship uh, instead of a, uh, a castle. And so it, it plays a lot more like kind of a ghost story. Uh, than it does any sort of like Star Wars sci-fi action movie, and that's kind of what I like about it. Um, but it's also got a post, you know, Star Wars sci-fi elements. So you're definitely going into the 80s, uh, into kind of like the big blockbuster era, um, and this is a, a reaction to it. And what you get out of that is some really fantastic-looking special effects sequences, and uh, a fairly mediocre story. That somehow works together and makes something that I really enjoy watching over and over again. Hmm. Um, so that's kind of my story, and and, and what I really like about this. Um, yeah. And so very very quickly, you know, kind of as I mentioned before, the plot is: space travelers find uh, an old abandoned ship. Um, one of the women on the, the, the one of the women on the crew, uh, her father was on that ship and it has gone missing. They go on. They find one of the scientists has taken it over. It has all these robots that he works with. He's the only living person, Uh, and then comes to realize that he killed everyone and turned them into automatons. Mm. Uh, And that he wants to fly through the uh, the black hole that they're approaching. Um, So, So, uh, with all that said, (laughs) this movie, Jacob. Oh, Randy, why don't you go ahead and give us uh, your what did you Oh, I just wanted to.
0: Yes, this is the first time I'd seen this movie. And this movie my memory of this movie is my dad. I remember looking, he was looking at movies and he's like, huh, oh, maybe you'd like this one. And he showed it to me and I was like, nah. And I like, yeah. <laughs> never watched it. It just looked uh, it looked old to me. It's sort of like it's one of those movies that the tone of it is sort of it's got a foot in the past in like kind of a weird way, even though it's mm-hmm. like almost made in like the eighties, you know, thinking about Perkins and this going on immediately to do Psycho Two, which is a very good but like modern it's firmly in that the new style, the new decade mm-hmm. and stuff. And this this seemed very it reminded me a lot of the movie Fantastic Voyage which I loved yeah. as a kid, you know, and then Interspace, of course, too, and 20,000 yeah. Leagues Under the Sea, some of the effects and stuff, although I will admit the effects were incredible. But, yes, this is my first time watching this today. I'll kick it to you now, Jacob. What do you think? Was yeah. this your, what's your history with this movie? Did you know about this? Uh,
2: so, um, true story, the night that Disney Plus dropped, I was at Will's house we were working on something Oh shit. and we walked the first Mandalorian. And then as I was leaving, Will's like, wait, I'm going to put on this movie. And it was the black hole. Uh, and so I watched the first, like, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes at your place before I had to go. Um, and I was like, this looks dope as hell. I'm definitely going to have to watch this later. Months later, we're fully in quarantine. No one's going to anyone, anyone else's house anymore. I don't even know where Will lives anymore. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, all right. Let's do it. Black Hole. I got Disney Plus now. Let's get into it. And I have never said what is going on so many times when watching a movie. I found, uh, like, I, I understood these characters and what they wanted, but I didn't know why what they were doing It all fit into what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I get that she, she is psychic too?
1: The woman whose father is missing? She is not a psychic. She, they have built in, um, so there's a robot named Vincent who's like a little floating R2-D2. Right. And these units put on the ship uh, have been built with uh, the ability to have a psychic connection to one of the crew members.
0: Uh, so, it was okay. very confusing because it's so fucking dry for the first, like, yeah. 40 minutes. You're just like... I'm like, man, I'm going to have to go back now. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to... I don't know if I will, but, you know, I don't know. It's just like... I glazed over big time for a, a mm-hmm. big chunk at the beginning of the movie, and I, that's why, as a kid, I never stood a chance on yeah. this movie.
1: And it it makes sense to me now why they would put this kind of a movie on so late on the Disney Channel, which back in the day, the Disney Channel used to play a lot of the older stuff at night, um, mm-hmm. and it was a good yeah. it was a good way to see kind of this like weirder, you know, experimental Disney stuff. And um, I want to say that uh, Jacob, uh, I believe you turned me on to Defunct Land. Is that the name of it? Yeah. Uh, Which is an excellent uh, YouTube series about mostly Disney, uh, like Disneyland and Disney World, but they go into other Disney properties as well. Uh, And then they go. Other amusement parks. Yeah, yeah, other amusement parks too. And I believe they did a an episode on the Black Hole. If it wasn't them, it was someone adjacent to them. Which was really great. And it just, they had been working on this forever, you know, well before Star Wars ever came out. And so it had been kind of, you know, hatching jobs had been taken to this script. So that's why it, it takes a while to kind of get started and it's kind of weird. It's just, it had been edited and rewritten so many times. And to me, it's really surprising that they were able to get this out of it. Um, something that I actually find entertaining and I will say another thing that um, I saw this once at the Castro theater with my brother uh, and it was it was a 35 millimeter print and it mm. was
2: incredible
1: mm. um, a lot of these scenes the special effects of these seen at, on 35 millimeter just like you know even watching it on HD is not it, it does not compare at all uh, to, to seeing this movie So, it there is definitely a lot of care put into this. There's it's it's really interesting, it's a really weird ass movie, yeah. Uh, again, I think it's more of a a haunted house movie than it is like a sci fi movie, Um, yeah, which really is what I I think draws me towards it a lot more. Uh, that it it has one foot in horror, um, and an old kind of horror, and I think that goes to and I think that's coming back to I think that kind of horror, the ghost story type. Um, if you've seen like Dr. Sleep or anything, it, it, that kind of also reflects, it has like kind of the,
0: well, there's another movie involving black holes and a derelict spaceship thought to be lost event horizon,
1: which I'm still not seen. which is like, I have a copy of that movie now. You do? I do. Oh, I just dude, got it. it's, it's.
0: Excellent. I it- I love Event Horizon. It has some problems. It also suffers from that movie was it was way too violent and they chopped mm-hmm. it up the studio like chopped it up. And then it's one of those sad stories where like yeah, then they just threw the footage like the footage is gone. It's lost forever, Uh-oh. you know, or whatever. There is a Blu-ray coming out and there's rumors that maybe somebody has like a VHS tape that has the original cut on it, but it'll be mm-hmm horrible quality you know like the actual film is gone uh but that's a great movie that movie involves a black like the whole like traveling there's like a mechanism inside the ship have you seen that movie jacob uh yes but i was
2: in middle school and it was at a sleepover and i was really scared
0: yeah it's a scary movie it is like it's like (laughs) hellraiser in space basically but the whole deal is in the ship there's like a a thing that creates a black hole that allows the ship to travel like light years in seconds, basically, you know, they explain the science. I mean, travel through like a wormhole or something, you know? And whereas this movie, the black hole is out like outside of the gloriously like outside of the ship. I loved all, all of the, every, the effects are, Amazing. And I love stuff like this that looks like this. It reminded me a lot of um, Star Trek The Motion Picture, which I really fucking love. The first Star Trek movie where they're going Never. full 2001 with it and just like, just super like, like all the shots. Sorry, I'm now I'm having cat issues. Um, <laughs> we had cat issues on our last episode with Jacob, but it was Will having, but now my cat's mm-hmm. bugging out. He wants something. Uh, it reminded me of that though. It, it was gory. I mean, I can't despite the fact that some of it there are several times watching this movie where I was like, This is fucking stupid. Like I like said that out loud, you know? And just like god damn it. But like <laughs> some of the effects were just it was mind blowing, you know. I mean, if you're into that kind mm-hmm. of thing, like practical effects like before CGI and stuff like that, it's I mean, this is a top tier movie in in that mm-hmm. in that regard. I think,
2: and, and I, I don't oh, have, it even 200. had like some.
0: Like,
2: like, uh, even had some inklings of that. My favorite scene in the movie was when the robots are uh, playing that target shooting game. <laughs> Basically, they had just a Tron machine in the spaceship, which is nice mm-hmm. for your crew, so you, you guys can play a different Disney product. Um, but just looking at those graphics and I was like, this is really what they are capable of doing at this time. And they were like, let's not have it be a major part of the story. Let's have it be a game that they play so we can show what we can do without having people go. That's so fake looking, which they definitely would be doing in like three years. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah, they got to, you know, show what movies could look like now within the context of uh, robot
0: recreation time, I
2: guess. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, that was a weird scene. You know, that was something that it was needed. cool, though. I liked it yeah it was great, and
2: like it you know in in this post star wars era where i don't know how much of this was influenced by Star Wars, but it's like we want robots to really have personalities three p o has to be afraid of everything r two has to be kind of running recklessly into any situation that he sees, so mm-hmm. it was nice to see Vincent and Bob and um what was it maximilian yeah 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 it gave them some like gravitas that I feel like they wouldn't have had in a lot of, in movies previously.
1: Yeah, and it, it there is like the the two robots, Bob and Vincent, are like cute Disney robots. They have little eyeballs and they have like the cute eyes look
0: stupid. And
1: they, oh, yeah, and like there's like there's it. scenes where like their little caps come up when they're being shocked or something, and it's like, but it's also R two D two taken like there's there's a there's you know a chance that R two D two could have fucking looked like that at, at one point and yeah. We could have had Star Wars with that goofy-eyed like little robot. Vincent um, is like
0: a badass that murders robots and stuff though. <laughs> like, yeah, he's but, cool as hell.
1: But also I like the I like the, the whole element of designing a robot with ESP with one of the crew members mm-hmm. instead of using, I don't know, a radio, but it <laughs> it, it kind of gets around that like haha, we've taken your communication devices. And now you cannot talk to each other and it's like, no, well, we have this ESP with this robot. Yeah, so that now that's that's a way of getting around that. And it's a neat sci-fi thing that mm. I guess it's kind of cool. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, Randy, like you were talking about how this firmly has a foot in the past. It, that is very clear with like the pajamas that everyone is wearing in this movie.
0: Well, it and has an overture where it's a black screen for like three mm-hmm. minutes at the beginning of the movie.
1: Absolutely, and the music in this I really want to. And the reason I saw this at the Castro was they were sh- they were doing a series on the composer, so I saw this back to back with Moonraker, the James Bond movie,
0: uh-huh.
1: uh, who had the, the same composer. And that's another thing that really comes through in in seeing this in the movie theater is that score, Um, which, you know, it kind of, you know, you think about Star Wars, it has that big John Williams score. It's
0: really reminiscent of Star Wars, honestly.
1: But you think about sci-fi scores now and it's all like wispy drones and like an occasional like ball and that's kind of nothing. Yeah. Um, it's super sparse and it it, it reflects a bit it, like this is a big action movie, it's a big drama, it's a movie you're gonna go see. So we're gonna have like this big dramatic music going through the entire thing, and this like approaching, swirling, you know, orchestra hit, um which is just, you know, the black hole that you keep seeing through this entire movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but, yeah, really, this is a thing. This is, for me, uh, it, you know, It it is a bit more... Like, Anthony Perkins is killed in this movie. Yeah. Which uh surprised me as a kid watching it on the Disney Channel. And then Ernest Borgnine as well. Yeah. Uh, in an but
0: Anthony Perkins, it's like a surprise when he died. I mean, I felt like, you know, you look at the cast, like Perkins is going to die. I thought that he was going to, like... Die for different reasons, cause he's mm-hmm. he's very like when he meets the crazy doctor, he's like, yeah, but I mean, he's crazy, but like, I want to see what the black hole is all about too, you know, yeah. shit. And like, I mean, I love Anthony Perkins anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not, I'm only just kind of like every now and then when I see him in a movie, I'm like, oh shit, he's in this. Like today when I watch this movie, or uh, the best. And I happened upon this this movie called Crimes of Passion. Have you guys seen this?
1: I haven't seen that one.
0: I've not. No, no, it's a Ken Russell movie with Kathleen Turner and him. And I randomly bought it because I saw he was in it. I mean, I I'd heard about it. So it was like mentioned in one of those Golden Turkey books huh. that the fucking um, the Medved brothers wrote in yeah. the seventies or whatever. But, um or the eighties, I guess, because the movie's from the mid eighties. But um he's just a really awesome, interesting actor who fucking brings it to anything mm-hmm. he's in. He was in lots of weird bad stuff, you know, like there's some movie called Destroyer I have. It's like a terrible horror movie about it's actually not the only horror movie I've ever seen about a serial killer. Being transferred into like electricity after they die or whatever. You oh, know? hell yeah. And yeah, it's like it's a bad movie, and he's good in that movie, you know? So mm-hmm. I loved him. Well, I, was, in that. I, I, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Well, at the time I, I eventually saw this movie, I had already been a, a fan of the movie Psycho. Yes. Which he is, of course, Norman Bates. So, That's one of
0: my favorite movies ever.
1: Like, I got obsessed with that movie. Because, you know, it was like, oh, it's on TCM and like, or or AMC at the time. Uh, And so it was just, I had it on tape and I would watch it and I was like, dude, this guy is great. And then to see him in this movie as like such a minor role, because, you know, a lot of the movies I would have seen as a kid did not, would not be movies that he was in. Right. And so, you know, to kind of be up late one night and to watch this movie that I, I had heard about for so long. But I was never able to, to catch and see that he is in it, you know, and that he's like not even the biggest character in the movie. Um, but then later on, you know, going back and watching it much later as an adult and ha- having an appreciation for Robert Forster, who's also in this movie. Yes. Uh, who is very young uh, and is just as fucking cool in this movie as he is in any other mm. stuff, thing that I have seen. It in. I
0: mean, he's probably like 40 <laughs> this movie yeah, is still that right. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: he's great. So, there, there's that part spoiler where they're like, "Oh, one of the younger dudes is like so we're going into the black hole," and he goes, "Yep." yep. <laughs> Just <laughs> like that was a good. There's some good responses and stuff like that that he brought to the movie.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I think that I, I do want to talk about that ending too, where you know the the whole thing has happened. The Doctor has plans of taking this big, monstrous ship through the black hole because he thinks he can get out on the other side. And everyone's like, you're crazy. And through the course of events that kind of happen through the movie, the whole big ship is like falling to pieces. Uh, and they have to escape on an escape pod because their little shuttle got blow- blowed up. And so they're yeah. so close that little pod can't go, can't get away from that black hole. So they have to go through it. And that scene where they're going through the black hole, watching that at like one in the morning as like you know a ten or eleven year old mm. um seeing it again in a giant movie theater and watching it a few other times, just stoned off my ass on the couch uh mm-hmm. it's great. I love that scene. It is super trippy. it is to me at times felt more exciting than the end of 2001 (laughs) Um, (laughs) because they did it for such a, a, at a lower budget and it still works. It still really hits you. Yeah. Um, But it is one of those things where it's like spinning cameras, spinning seats. It just, it's chaotic. It's weird. It feels like being in a carnival, like a really jerky. uh, Okay. Jacob, remember when you and I, when we all went to Humboldt, (laughs) <laughs> and we went to that carnival at the oh yeah and we lived
2: my nightmare
1: <laughs> we were on the it's called the zipper it's a it's a carnival ride and i convinced jacob to go on it and he hated it and yeah. then well, I think I forgot we were there, and so he had... Okay.
2: He, he so the to... the framework of this ride, if I, I'll i see how easily I can describe it using only the medium of audio, is you're sitting in a cage um, side by <laughs> side with someone else, and you're facing forward, kind of like a Ferris wheel, except this cage can spin, uh, you know, you can, like, spin forwards yes. and backwards, resulting and in everything. It's attached to this whole thing that's going around and around, so you're spinning in multiple... It's like how the, the teacups at Disneyland, you're, like, spinning yourself, but also the whole thing is spinning, and that's also spinning. It's like that, but uh vertically yes um i do not dig on amusement park rides that go upside down i like thrill rides but if it goes upside down it makes me and this thing the entire thing is hey you're gonna be upside down probably more than you're gonna be right side up we're on the thing it's flipping around we're going crazy i'm saying i don't like this this sucks this makes me feel weird and then Toward the tail end of what would have been a normal length, I'm like, actually, this is pretty fun. I'm starting to enjoy it. Maybe my brain has become dislodged enough for my skull that it doesn't work the same way it used to. And now I can enjoy this. But then there is a ride operator shift change and they forgot about us. And we got about 50 <laughs> percent more ride than we were supposed to. Oh, and I had to do a sketch comedy show that night, slightly delirious, confused. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was on it that works. same ride. I did the same show with you. I was fine.
0: We used to call well, that ride the squirrel cages.
1: The squirrel cages?
0: Yeah. I can see why. I felt really yeah. squirrely later.
1: My favorite ride though was the um, they don't have it at, 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 at in Santa Cruz anymore, but the fireball. Uh, oh, did you go on that?
2: rules. Or is that
1: Santa Cruz? No, they got rid of it, and I'll tell you why. Okay. know uh, yeah, I went on that too. In Kansas, um, I think it was in Kansas, they had one at, like, a fair, and it broke and killed, like, five people.
0: Holy shit.
1: Oh. Like, it it was, like, on the upswing, and a car, like, fell off, like, and flew. There's video of it. It's awful. Um, Shit. So that ride is no more. And that is essentially, you know, the pirate ship, the rocking pirate ship ride that you Mm -hmm. all – have seen, but the pirate ship also spins around. Um, and I love it, love it, and you're hanging too. You're hanging
0: I hate there. that shit. We had the, the time love warp that. at Frontier City, is that right? I used a, to ride that fuck so many times. That shit, no way. Hell I've warmed no. up a bit on upside down, right? I'll say this after hanging out with you. I'll do the <laughs> well, pirate but also, ship, but not the upside down, hanging upside down. Hell, so oh, no, love it. why would you and do then, that?
1: And then there's the the double shot. That's the one where uh, it just shoots you up. You're like strapped in. You're hanging, and it oh, shoots yeah. up, and then it just drops you. Love
2: mm-hmm. it. Love it. Well, my favorite at Disneyland right now is uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy ride, which was the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, um, but they mm. gave it a reskin, and now it's the theme is that you're trying to help break the guardians of the galaxy out of a space prison run by benicio del toro it doesn't make any sense um like how how are you helping you're just sitting in a thing that's going up and down but every time you write it it's set to one of five different classic rock songs
0: hell yeah um
2: (laughs) i mean so it just it feels like you're in a fucking (laughs) alien fight music video and yeah that's just an up and down dropping thing i'm all about it you feel like your skeleton's gonna jump out of your body um, yep. which is exactly how I felt during the final sequence of Black Hole Disney
0: 1979 bringing it all back. Yes. Hmm. Uh, I was yeah, like this is like just,
2: altered state for or-
0: kids or something at <laughs> the end. Yeah. yeah, bring it back to Ken Russell.
2: I
1: pulled up oh yeah
2: I pulled up the Wikipedia synopsis for what happens during the sequence, and I'll just I'm just going to read it out right now uh, in a surreal sequence inside the black hole, which resembles heaven and hell. Reinhardt, the villain, becomes merged with Maximilian, his main robot in a burning hellish landscape populated by dark robed specters resembling the uh, Cygnus drone. Cygnus, that's his ship, right? Yes. Yeah. Next, a floating angelic figure with long flowing hair passes through the cathedral like passes through a cathedral like arched crystal tunnel. The probe ship carrying Holland, Pizer, McCray, and Vincent then emerges from a white hole and is last seen flying through space toward a planet near a bright star. So you compared it to the surreal scene in two thousand one. I felt like the surreal scene in two thousand one was packed with like metaphor and imagery and all this like allegory about like aging and the passage of time and the fallen a uh, rise of man. Mm-hmm. What is this?
1: This is cool. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's just about it. Um, stop. Okay. Yeah, I mean, sure. Like, you can get into the deeper stuff of what Kubrick was trying to do, or you can just watch an entertaining sci-fi movie. This is this is the latter. This is like just boiled down to its pure visual essence. It's fun. It's fucking cool looking. That that hell that hellscape is amazing. When uh, the fucking doctor and the robot merge together,
0: mm.
1: and then they're in hell, and then that fucking hallway with that thing that lady flying down it, it's mm-hmm. like it, it's. This is okay, and I'll, I'll okay. I'll say this for a recommendation time, but there's another Disney movie that came out around the same time that has some of these elements in it. Yeah, that are fucking.
0: Is it Tron?
1: Crazy. It is not Tron. Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. Uh, okay, that's about all I had. Anything else that you all want to comment on about this, about the black hole? Uh, uh,
0: um, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, hot take.
2: While we're doing Di- – since it's now Disney's whole thing is remakes, I would – I think it would be cool to see like – a modern version of this uh, apparently they were talking about it they were like thinking about doing another one and i like it standing as a uh, as a product of its time um but in the same occurred, they or like you know they did draw a legacy like let's i think that this universe was interesting enough to merit a revisit it seemed like there was a whole lot of like world built on the front end and back end of this thing mm-hmm. and we only see a tiny sliver and i think that a bit more extrapolation of like i mean half the people in this movie are dead now uh um so they it wouldn't be a trod where they're just like, we we got Jeff Bridges, everybody yeah. cool, great. Um but I think that there's something more that could be said about um like or even a prequel about uh um Reinhardt. About- you know, I, I think that Disney did a really great job of creating a compelling world, it didn't make the story of what was happening enough for me to be fully invested. Right. And uh, yeah, I, as I was watching it, I was like, I wonder what they'd be able to do with this same concept with a modern budget and screenwriting technique.
1: I mean, honestly, I, I as much as I would enjoy that, I would want to see a major shift in how spacefaring sci-fi movies are done before that happens, because I feel that you have, you know, with the Star Wars coming out, uh, very recently, it's more than mm-hmm. likely going to be kind of re- reflected on how they're already doing Star Wars. Or um, if you really want to see kind of uh, a different take of like what this world could contain, The Expanse is great for that. Um, that yeah. really gets the into like awesome yeah. deep. Yeah. Have you watched that at all? Okay. No. It's fantastic. It's incredible. Um, okay. So just to get, so there's societies on Earth and Mars. They colonized the the universe and Mm -hmm. on some of the nearby dwarf planets. So Ceres has a society on it. Mm. And gravity has has made uh, those people on that planet, their bones are less dense, so they can't go to Earth because the gravity will kill them. Um, So they developed space travel using hyper rockets, but it takes a long time to turn around. And the Mormons are building a generation ship, uh, which is insane. It's a, it's a good show. show. It's really good. Um, is
0: this recommendations or what's happening right now? It's
1: not a recommendation. That's just like if you want to see like... Uh, what's the show? show that that- yeah, so that's that's my point of like... There's a way that space shows and, and movies are done right now that I don't think fits the kind of corniness of this movie that I think is really a lot of its charm. And I think a mm-hmm. lot of that will be stripped away. And with the Tron Legacy movie, I... I enjoyed that movie for what what it is, but um, it it did also strip out a lot of the corniness, which I think really makes Tron kind of enjoyable. You know, without it, it's just kind of like yeah a run of the mill like hey, a hero in a weird situation.
0: Tron's fatal flaw: well, they had the handsome guy. They all those movies from that time get the handsome, stoic army looking guy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like Robert Forster's kind of he's handsome, but he's kind of a weird dude. Like he has weird reactions and stuff, you know, and Tron Legacy and Jeff Bridges also is kind of a quirky handsome, but kind of a, he's distinct. And can you tell me for $1 million who the main character of Tron Legacy was like what the actor's name was or what he even looked like? Could you describe him to like a a sketch artist? I mean, so anyway, anyway, I just hated Tron Legacy. I think they would ruin this movie if they did it with CG I think it would the, all the all of the charm of this movie is how they did this practically somehow. You know, yeah. In my opinion, I don't know.
2: I don't know. I think like, you get, recast Vincent as Kevin Hart.
0: That's funny. <laughs> okay. Well, if we get Kevin Hart in the mix, that changes things for sure. But
1: <laughs> I don't know. I, I would want to see it. Okay. So it's a movie that people did not care for, and I understand why. But the the movie Valerian. Uh, The that they came out.
0: I'm a Valerian defender, dude. To be honest with you. (laughs) Okay,
1: maybe we should... I
0: I locked it, too. Yeah. Okay,
1: okay. I'm not the only one that... It was a
0: really um, beautifully realized, like, worlds. Like, you know, I mean, just lots of... Like, wow. What imagination. Yeah, there's a lot of really cool
1: shit that happened in there. And I would rather have that is a sci-fi movie that takes place on like planet hopping and all that shit that I would feel that it's more candy colored too. Mm -hmm. And I feel that's what this, this franchise would necessitate in order to to be enjoyable and not just be like, we're making another space movie. Luke Basson directing
2: the black, black, the next black hole movie. I'm totally on board.
1: Lupuson yeah. is is a canceled it is extremely
0: <laughs> canceled unfortunately so, oh man, I, right yeah. Never mind.
1: man yep but um there are plenty of other uh,
0: love his cool movies cybercrans. i mean i can't change the, the fifth element and the professional and oh, oh, la femme movie. nikita i love we're going to talk a lot cool. actually about cinema do look in a coming episode but uh <laughs>
1: well, since we're kind of getting here, why don't we move on to uh, the break and come back with our big roundup?
0: All right. <laughs>
1: would rather have a day job than be a Pokemon
2: Han Solo is clearly more attractive than Indiana Jones. I would take the Star Wars trilogy over the Matrix trilogy any time. The Legend of Zelda versus Super Mario. Who's better in bed, Jafar or Gaston? And would Thanos masturbate with the Infinity Gauntlet or not? Every week, Nerd Rage The Great Debates brings you the funniest comics, writers and podcasters to settle some of geekdom's most divisive topics. Find us on Spotify or wherever you find podcasts. Hey everybody, my name's Dane, and I'm Jimmy, and our podcast is called Bubbling Questions. We do Would You Rather's from listeners and a Twitter bot, along with one-person game shows using ridiculous stuff we find on the internet. Like, what kind of ridiculous are we talking? <laughs> I shall not tell you. Okay, all from our very real hot tub. Oh yeah, 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 very real. Uh, not a gimmick at all. <laughs> find Bubbling Questions wherever you get podcasts, and I'm Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> We are back
1: with the big roundup. The big roundup of the black hole 1979 Disney Productions. Um uh, Jacob, on a scale yes. of one to five stars, what would you give the Black Hole?
2: I would give Black Hole two and a half stars.
1: Two and a half? Okay.
2: Yeah. Um I uh as I was watching it, I did not feel as engaged or uh Enthralled as I would have liked for a movie with concepts this big and ambitious. Mm-hmm. However, I do praise its originality and its performances, and uh, how I believe it was at least a few years ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. So, as a as a product, as its own thing, as the very first uh, PG Disney movie showing that they wanted to make more mature types of films. Um, yeah, I, I I strongly give this movie two and a half stars. I'm I strongly doubt I would ever watch it again though.
1: Cool. Randy out of one to five stars what would you give them? um I'm gonna give it
0: ugh, I'm gonna give it three and a half just because I thought I love a f- I love special effects and stuff like that and this movie is very good you know um in that department I love his dining room up in the control tower I mean mm-hmm. there's just certain things about the production design that were great you know although it's really boring at times like at the the beginning now that i know what comes i could maybe watch it again but it's like glacially by modern standards it's glacially paced in the first 45 minutes or so of the movie you're like holy shit (laughs) uh But, yeah, if you go back and now you know what's coming, I don't know. There were things that confused me. Like, there's one point when I thought that the bad guy said to the woman, he's like, stay and protect me from Maximilian. I was like, wait. Right. Is that what the dynamic is? But then later it was like, it just seemed more like Maximilian leaves him to die Mm -hmm. and – I think that should have just been the reveal that Maximilian doesn't care about that guy. It was yeah. like, that was a really weird thing for him to say that I've been thinking mm-hmm. about. Did that make sense to you guys at all? That he that's, was like, protect me from Maximilian?
1: That's something on my rewatches has come up, and I'm like, I'm not quite sure what that means.
2: Well, wasn't this it that it? He, made, he made the robots out of like the dead crew? Mm-hmm. But not Maximilian. So I'm that as well. yeah, well, Including Maximilian.
1: Say that one more right. time.
2: Hey, Maximilian was also made from the dead crew?
1: I don't know about that because at the end he merges with with um, with the doctor. Right. And it's maybe that, I don't know, man, That's it's weird.
2: So I, I interpreted that as sort of the body taking control back, the the, mm-hmm. the dead body sort of like, understanding what it's being used for and declaring vengeance. That's why he needs protection. Mm. That's why he sort of turned a little bit. Although I did watch this movie a month ago, so. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah. because then his actions lit. I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, it honestly, you'll see to the listeners out there, if you have not seen this movie and you go watch it after listening to this whole episode, to me talking right now, I mean, these robots, they look like... It's like (laughs) MST3K-level, like, corniness, you know? The way they look and the way the the one robots who look kind of like stormtroopers. Yeah. The way they move is so stupid and hilarious, you know? I mean, they're just... For all the production design, and I think some of the space effects look better than Star Wars, the interiors, like, the bridge in Star Wars and the sleek design of... The costumes, it's just it's yeah. that movie has a reputation for a reason, in my opinion. You know, I just think it yeah. looks it looks so cool, you know, some of Star Wars does compare and this is just unfortunately having to be compared to it. and I think uh-huh. you know, you should they should have expected to be, you know, a little yeah. bit with like the way the bridge looks and stuff. They're doing their own thing, but it just like yeah. it looks good but it just doesn't look that good, you know. But anyway.
1: So. so for my rating on this, I give it I also give it three and a half stars, which is my, you know, this is not what I'm going to be recommending to a lot of people. That's like an I,
0: extremely high rating for you. That's a fairly, that's a fairly good
1: rating for you. <laughs> um, I really like this movie, but I also understand that, you know, it's it's coming off, uh, you know, it's made because of Star Wars, but it was also trying not to be Star Wars, mm. uh, you know, to, to whatever extent it succeeded uh, in not doing that and being its own thing. I really appreciate that. Um, so, uh, you know, it's just seeing something that is not so blatantly ripping off something that's kind of in the mainstream, even though it's clear that that's why it was put out. And then seeing them do a pretty good job on it, um, especially the special effects in this, are are really incredible. Yeah. R- they still look really good. Um, they do. I would say in, in an era where we have some of the best looking special effects right now, it's really easy to just kind of see them and just be like, be so used to them and being like, yeah, I mean, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, because it's so common now. And to see this and see like a smaller team taking on something really big, it really even still kind of like being like, man, that looks really good. That was really cool. Um, it, 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 I don't know. It just seems like more work was put into it, and it really shows. Yes. So. This is a good party movie, I think. I think the visuals are cool enough that you can have you can have people kind of dip in and out of it. Um, but if someone wants to sit and watch it, it, it delivers something on that level too. Whether they like it or not is something, you know, it's, it's to be said. You can laugh at how corny it is or you can get involved in the story. There's really a lot of room uh, in this movie. So um, pretty highly <laughs> recommended. Um, highly rated, I should say, for me. So three nap stars. And on that note, let's get some recommendations based on this movie. Yes. Uh, Jacob, do you have any recommendations?
2: Yeah, uh, this really reminded me of another movie about a sort of like misfit crew that encounter a mad scientist in their lair. And the mad scientist has unique fashion choices and also builds a crew uh, a is experimenting with creating their own life, and that is a little movie called "The Rocky Horror Picture Show." That is my mm-hmm. final recommendation.
1: Oh, right. Shit! <laughs> From not the sequel, "Shock Treatment."
0: <coughs> have not seen.
1: Gotcha.
0: Me, I haven't. That's a total. I'm not surprised that you will would bring that up. Shock. Treatment. Have you? I've never <laughs> yeah. seen that movie. That's just I've never a, seen it. I used to have the soundtrack, but I've never seen it. Before. Oh, you've never seen it? We well, should. No. You should do "Shock Treatment" at yeah, some maybe. point. Um. Yeah, you're. I mean, Rocky Horror, also from around the same time. I can't remember what year that yeah. comes out. The movie, but seventy five, I think. Seventy five. Hell yeah. yeah! All right. Well, I'm going to recommend, as I mentioned previously, Event Horizon. It's a, a terrific space sci-fi horror movie with Sam Neill. To call back to our other episode, we had Jacob on. Sam Neill yes. was not doing The Lost World because he was busy doing shit in space with Lawrence Fishburne and the crew. Good movie. I also am going to recommend um, uh, Sunshine. Is that what that movie's called? The Danny Boyle movie where they go to reignite he, the sun? Yes.
1: Yeah. Daylight? Sunshine? I can't remember. Sunshine.
0: That's I think what it's, it's called, called. I think it's called Sunshine.
1: Yeah.
0: I just was like, Sunlight? Sunshine? Yeah. Yes. Sunshine with Killian Murphy. It has lots of good people in it, but they find um, it's the second attempt if no one's seen that movie, and they find, this is as much as I'll spoil the movie, the other ship that didn't make it Mm. hanging out in space, and it's very much like this and Event Horizon, where it's sort of a haunted house, spaceship-type situation. Oh, and Alien, of course, which is... The same uh, year oh, yeah. as this and just, you yeah. know, <laughs> utterly <laughs> decimates this. I'm sorry, Will, but
1: Yeah, oh no, no, I agree.
0: Alien you. is just... like when they get into the ship
1: oh, my God, it is the same.
0: Yeah, when they walk into the ship and find the big alien bones, that that's one of the scariest things I've ever seen in the movie. I don't know why. It just it chills me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's two very, very different movies that kind of tackle the same topic. And I think it's that they both came out in the same year is really pretty cool. <laughs> um, Man, Alien my,
2: feels like it's at least five years newer yeah. than this movie. Yep.
1: It came out in the 70s. That's nuts. Late 70s. Uh, so, my recommendation um, if you want to get into the weird, uh, this weird era of Disney, one movie that I absolutely. Love and it is, it gets super trippy. Uh, Watcher in the Woods. Um, it's it's good. It's got a certain ending to it. But if you go online, you can see the original ending, which is even crazier. Um, a creature comes from another dimension, and they gotta fight it off. And that's not quite how it ends in the official version. But there is a good, clean uh, cut of that. Uh, original ending that is out there so if you catch uh, Watcher in the Woods, you know, check out that old ending. It's very much worth it.
0: Where can I find uh, that, Watcher in the Woods today, the movie?
1: Man, I have no idea. I saw it again in, in, at the Castro. Hmm. Um, so I saw it in the movie theater uh, about 10 years ago or so. Uh, and it's got, I, don't, I forgot her name, but she was like an Olympic ice skater. She was in that movie Ice Castles. Uh, but she kind of returns. Tara got, Lipinski. Yeah. So no, she's. I'm, the,
2: I'm bullshitting. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I honestly don't know her name. But um, yeah, she's the star of that, uh, and it's got Betty Davis, I want to say, as well. It's kind of Hell yeah. uh, another kind of weird ghost story, but it gets more into like interdimensional uh, terror, um, which is kind of cool. Also, weird that it's a Disney movie. So.
0: Um, I've never yeah, seen it. I've always wanted to see it. Yeah, good rec. Uh,
1: it was it was always promoted at the beginning of like Disney VHS tapes, and I was like, "What is that movie?" Uh, so yeah, that's my recommendation for this week. Um, all right, we're at, about at the end here. Jacob, is there anything you want to plug? Uh,
2: yes, you can check out my podcast "Boo to a Goose," which is available wherever you get your podcasts at your iTunes, um, etc. Uh, is also part of the community network. It is hosted by me and my wife Annie, where uh, I essentially interview her about various British expressions, idioms, and slang. You break down what they mean and uh, where they come from, and it's a uh, very interesting and fairly short,
1: cool, and funny. Randy, anything new from you?
0: No, not so much. Uh, this will be coming out later. There's some news. I don't know. There's some something happened with my band that's pretty cool. Just be good to each other Wear masks Always remember that black lives matter And you know Hell yeah. Do the right thing Everybody out yeah. there That's what I want to say For me,
1: <laughs> for me uh, Depending on when you hear this uh, Randy is appearing on Nerd Rage the Great Debates One of my other podcasts As a, as a guest judge on our uh, Horror uh, tournament It's a two episode tournament that, that Randy was nice enough to come judge on uh, check that out as well as any other episodes of that of that show period to documentaries uh Sup Doc Podcast is another show I work on where we review a documentary once every two weeks uh sometimes with a musician or a comedian sometimes with a filmmaker uh so it's a really cool uh really easy going uh review show so check both those out uh otherwise uh, we'll be back again next week uh reviewing some new stuff depending on I don't know what it'll be because we have probably yet to record that episode. <laughs> uh, but check us out. Go ahead and subscribe. Rate review us on wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you're able to, uh, tell your friends if you like it. So uh, really appreciate you all coming out. Jacob, thank you for coming out again. Yeah, thanks thank for coming. Us. Yeah, thanks for
2: having me. Randy, also, I'd like to recommend the free Caballero.
1: Great movie. <laughs>
2: hell
0: yeah.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> on Disney Plus, uh, probably. Hell yeah. yeah. Oh.
1: Uh, Randy, until next week, I'll see you later. See you later, Will.